Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to um, John, chapter 18, starting in verse 15. Would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Now that the disciple, now that disciple was known to the high priest and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door outside. Then the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her, who kept the door and brought Peter in. And then the servant girl, who kept the door, said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? And he said, I am not. Now the servants and the officers who were made, made a fire of coals stood there. And it was cold, and they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. And the high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. And Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple, where the Jews always meet. And in secret I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me. What I said to them, indeed, they know what I said. And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? And Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? And then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. And now Simon Peter stood and warmed himself, therefore. They said to him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? And he denied it and said, I am not. And one of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him, whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter then denied again, and immediately the rooster crowed. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for being our God and for being with us today. And Father, to be able to worship you is so precious. But then to open your word and to know that you are here, to know that it is precious in your sight, Father, I ask that your spirit would just come amongst us and that you would guide us and direct us in the path that you would have us go. Father, open our hearts and open our minds to your to your leading. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated, but please leave those Bibles open. I'm not going to... Uh, um, well, I guess I shouldn't start it out by saying I'm not going to lie to you. Um, 
<laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But you know, um, Easter, um, this is one of the toughest times that, that we as, as a pastor have to go through. There's just, there is no doubt about it. Easter, Easter morning, it's great. It's great. It is, it's, 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 it's when we were able to come out and say, He lives. He lives. But up until that point, folks, I, I gotta admit that, that as we, as we go into this season of, of, uh, of the Easter season and, and with the cantata and the things that you'll see during this cantata and the things that I have to talk about, it's tough. It's hard. And, and I gotta admit that I, I have a very difficult time getting through it. And, and, because I, I do put myself in that spot, but I, but I also think about what Jesus Christ went through. And, and I think about the beatings, um, that, that he endured. Um, the, his disciples running, people leaving him behind, leaving him there alone. Um, what, what it, it must have been for him to go through. And, and to know that this God who loves us so much. And, and, and I know that, that what he went through, um, is, is almost un, in, unspeakable in the pain and the suffering that he went through. The denial of, of Peter and what we're reading about, about today. Um, we also have not only next week is, is the cantata, which is going to cover so much of this, but we also, um, on, on that following Thursday have the Tenebrae service. If you've never been to the Tenebrae service, you need to come. It's a toughie to get through, but it's, it is something that is so special. And, and, um, I don't think I'll ever get used to actually, I, I hope I never do, but I, I'll never get used to having to, to, to read the scripture that, that goes along with, with, with what happened to Jesus and in that, um, on those last days and, and what he endured. Um, you know, the disciples that, that walked with Jesus. Folks, um, they were human. They really were. And they had, and they had human faults. Um, and, and Peter, and Peter one is, you know, as being one of them was one of the ones that had, had the greatest faults. Um, you know, as, as scripture talks about, about this, I don't know if there's any, I've read in, in literature that there is nothing that's more graphically told than the tragedy of, of Peter's fall. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of things that are recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and they're not mentioned in John, or there's things that are mentioned in John that are not mentioned in Matthew, Mark, and, and, and Luke. But that's not the case when it comes down to Peter's denial. They all cover it. It's, it's almost as if it's, if it's front page news. Um, they, they all, they all cover that. And, and John, in recording, um, this Peter's fall, um, what he did was pretty much stake right with the facts. And, and he didn't, he didn't elaborate on a lot of it. Uh, Matthew and, and, and Mark, uh, they say that on Peter's third denial that, that he was so mad that he cussed. Um, Luke's account says that 
that after the rooster had crowed, Jesus looked over at Peter and their eyes met. If you can, if you can imagine that. To look into the face of Jesus. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he went out afterwards and, and, and he cried bitterly because he knew what he had done. He knew the failure that was there. And it was a hard pill to swallow. Failure. That's, that's a hard one to swallow, especially when it has something to do with this Lord. Our Lord. You see, because, because with Peter, if there's anything that you learn about Peter as you go through, um, the, the Gospels, um, you understand that Peter is a, is a prideful kind of guy. You know, he's, he's, he's a strong man. But, but pride enters into this picture. Um, but that Jesus, the, the problem being, and what Peter had to live with was the fact that Jesus had told Peter that you're going to deny me, Peter. You're going to deny me. Let me flip over to, to Matthew, uh, Matthew 26, where, Matthew 26, 31 through 35, where it says, Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. And Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble, because of you I will never be made to stumble. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Uh, it was it was Peter that, that made that that proclamation to Jesus. Said, I don't care what anybody else does. I don't care how bad this gets. I don't care what we have to go through. Lord, I will never, never, never deny you. It was just about in that same, same way, that same manner that he did that. You see, Peter has a problem, and he has a problem facing his own weakness. And, 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 you know, folks, if there's anything that, that you can learn from this is we can sit back and we can look at Peter in disgust and we can say, Peter, how could you do such a thing as this? But what I would much rather you do is to look at this and say, Peter, Peter, you're human. And, and, you know, there is a human side. And and I think that that as all the scripture, all the gospels come together and they tell you the story, they're they're pointing something out to you, and that is that Peter is human. And does that make Peter seem a little more human to you that he could actually fail in 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 this, fail in in standing beside his Lord when times got when times got tough? You see, Peter was a lot like all of us. Like many of us who are like that. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no, uh, psychoanalyst here, but, but I think that Peter, Peter had an A personality. He was one of those strong types. 
that I, I think he dominated conversations many of the times. Um, he was a very, he was very sure of himself. He was, he was loud. At least this is how I picture Peter. He was loud. He was boisterous. He was, he was, when Peter was in the room, um, Peter was in charge, except when the Lord was there. That was just Peter's personality. He was like a bull in a china shop. He was, Peter was one of those guys that, that you say puts their mouth in gear before they put their brain in motion, or maybe it's the opposite, the other way around, I don't know. But Peter, you could, you could usually, um, look at Peter to be able to have to take his foot and push it to the side before he said anything because he stuck his foot in his mouth all the time. And, and he, and he did it on a regular basis and, and, but that was Peter. And that was Peter's personality. But Peter was a leader. And he believed that, that those disciples looked to Peter. When Jesus wasn't with them, they looked to Peter because Peter was that, was that, that leader, that take charge kind of guy. I don't think that failure was part of, of Peter's vocabulary. I really don't. Because Peter, Peter was that, that strong man. Yeah. The only thing that I think that Peter knew about failure might have been somebody else's failure. Um, I don't even think that the thought of failure ever, ever entered into his mind. Peter, fail, those two words don't, don't go together. But folks, let me tell you something. Um, failure is just as much a part of life as, um, as winning. You know, to, to, to fail in life, sometimes those who are afraid to fail, um, never do anything. And, and Peter was not one that wasn't going to try something. Peter was, was, was strong, but Peter had never really dealt with the failure. I'll tell you, when that cock crowed, when that cock crowed, Peter realized, that he had failed his Lord. And that was difficult for Peter to take. And I think that would have been difficult for any one of us to have to endure something like that. And so have you, have you figured out why all of the Gospels all cover Peter's, Peter's denial? It's because you have one of the disciples who is human. He's as human as you are, he's as human as, as I am. And you've got somebody here who, who walked with Jesus for three and, and a half years. Three and a half years he walked with Jesus. And he stood up with Jesus and he said, I'll never, ever deny you. And then when crunch time came, Peter, Peter denied Jesus. That's human. That's human. I would like to say that 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 would never happen to any one of us. But if you understood the circumstances that Peter was in, when all of a sudden it was the world against against Jesus and against Peter, against Jesus, and Peter turned and 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 he ran and he ran, and and you know, and he still, in all of his of his self-assuredness that he had. He still denied Jesus. And the guilt 
that, that Peter must have felt must have been phenomenal. The, the, the guilt that he had. There were, there are so many of us, folks, in our lives, there's so many of us who have denied Jesus. When it came down to, to our lives and where we spend our lives, at work, at play, at wherever we might be. And when your friends come up and, and, and they, they ask you something as simple as like, you go to church? You're in church? And, and we deny and we'll deny our, our, our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who went to the cross for us. The one who died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And yet, when, when someone would be to ask you whether you were Christian or not, you would deny him. And it's so much easier today to deny than rather to, to accept Christ as Savior. When someone asked someone to pray at an event, and, and they'll say, you can pray, please pray, but don't mention Jesus. And we knuckle under and say, yes. Okay. No. That is not okay. That is not okay. And I've been hitting on this in the, in the last few weeks, and it's, it's, it's our acceptance of the world to say how salvation happens in this world. And the world will tell you that you can, you can go to heaven. There's lots of ways to get to heaven, but you don't need Jesus. He's only one of the ways. And that's not true. And what that creates in us are people who will deny Jesus in order to be accepted. You can't do that. And it's like I did last week. Wait a minute. Do you believe what goes on here? Do you believe what's in Scripture? And if you believe in Scripture, folks, you know that there is only one way to heaven. There is only one way of salvation. And that is through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we cannot deny, we can't deny what Jesus Christ has done for each of us. I'll tell you, I can't imagine the guilt that Peter (coughs) felt as he realized that he had denied Jesus Christ as his Savior. A guilt that caused a pain. A guilt that made his heart feel like it was just pierced. A guilt that says Jesus Christ would never, would never accept me now. A guilt that, that says that, that you might be able to come to Jesus, but I can't. A guilt that would say, He'll never forgive me for this. But folks, I'm here today, I'm here today to tell you, praise God, that we serve a God who forgives. Amen. We serve a God that it doesn't matter what you've done in your life. It doesn't matter if you were Peter and you were standing next to the Lord and you denied Him that you can be forgiven for what, for what you've done. You see, what happened to Peter? What happened to him in all of this? Peter lived with that guilt until he faced his weakness. He faced that weakness and Peter was was going to face Jesus again and and the forgiveness was was going to happen but Jesus oops, Jesus did so much more for Peter 
than forgiving him. Jesus forgave Peter, but Jesus went a step farther and he restored Peter. Folks, forgiveness is forgiveness. Restoration. Jesus restored Peter. Jesus took what was broke. He took what was broke and he fixed it. He took Peter because it was at that point in Peter's life that Peter realized that he was broke. And Jesus fixed him. Jesus restored him. Jesus made him made him something new. And the newness was in Jesus Christ. You see, folks, there is hope. There is hope in, in this life with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is hope in this life. There's hope that says, I don't care what you've done. I don't care the road that you've taken. I don't care that you've denied Christ in your life. You can be restored. You can be restored in Him. And He will restore you in your life. And it will be in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Have you... You have to get to the point, though, folks, that you realize that you're broken. So many of us today don't feel as if there's anything wrong in, in our lives. We don't realize that sin is in our lives. We don't realize that, that something here is broken. And you're trying to get through this life and you're trying to go through it alone. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. You need to realize that something here, folks, is broken and that Jesus will restore it. When you feel like that, when you feel like that, that, that God will never forgive me for the things that I've done, Jesus will forgive. And He'll restore you. And He'll make a new creation in you. But He doesn't just forgive. Folks, He restores. How many of you have been restored in your life? How many of you have been restored? Can you, can you raise your hand? Can you, can you look at it and say, I know, I know that Jesus Christ has restored my life. Praise the Lord. Do you know that there's a lot of people out there today that, that can't raise their hand? That they don't know Jesus Christ in their life. They don't know that, that they don't have to walk through this life alone. As they try to walk through this life and, and as they're, as, as, as the world is just beating them down, they think they're all by themselves. But they're not. They're not. Folks, is there something that, that in this church that we can do to touch this community? To bring Jesus Christ into this community for those who are broken. Those who are broken and they need Jesus in their lives. Folks, that's what this is all about. That's what this church is all about. For reaching into this community and touching lives in the name of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what anybody's done. It doesn't matter where they've been. It matters where they go now. And it matters what they do tomorrow. Go through tomorrow with Jesus Christ. Folks, this is what lays before us. 
as a congregation in this church to be able to do what Jesus has called us to do. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, I thank You so much for being our God. And for Father, it doesn't matter what, what any of us have done in this life. It doesn't matter what, what I've done in this life. What matters is, is that You will pick us up. That You forgive us. That we realize that there is a brokenness within us. And, and Lord, I pray that in each of our hearts, that as we see that brokenness, that we'll come to You. And that as we come to You, Lord, that You will restore us. That You will build anew in Jesus Christ. Father, we thank You for this time. A time that, that You can open our hearts and, and, and show us what You see. And Father, in all of this, we'll give You the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.